Hello, sunshine. Welcome to the Joycast, episode six What to Do When There Is No Joy. The Joycast is a weekly life coaching podcast exploring the possibilities and obstacles of a more joy filled life. I am your host, certified professional life coach and public speaker, Gia Gidry. Here on the Joycast, I love focusing on joy and how to find more of it, how to notice where it already exists in your life, and how to welcome it in. But on the flip side of joy is its opposite, of course, and we can't even know joy unless we know what it feels like to experience its opposite. So what is the opposite of joy? Despair, misery, sadness, grief, all possibilities for the opposite of joy. In every lifetime, there will be times when all joy is completely sucked out of the room. We will have accidents, car accidents, home improvement accidents, a random fall on vacation that causes great pain or limitation and maybe even an emergency room visit. We will have to deal with serious illness either in ourselves or in someone we love dearly. We will experience loss. People we love will transition out of this lifetime. We will experience relationships ending, either by choice or not. Some of our relationships will end and we will have to move through this. We might fall on hard times financially. We might struggle with addiction. We may lose a job or fail in school. We might not make the team or get the part that we auditioned for. This is real life. This is a part of the human experience, right? And thank goodness we don't have to experience the hard times all at once. But when life is suddenly overwhelmed by struggle and difficulty, what can we do? What do you normally do? If I ask you right now to connect with the hardest thing you've ever had to go through, Each one of you knows exactly what that is. We all have our hardest thing. Remember that feeling of being in the dark place? A lot like being in a vacuum where there's no joy at all, no light, no hope. It's a terrible, desperate experience. And when you're in it, you don't think you're ever going to be out of it. It feels like forever. Most humans resist this. Most humans reject whatever is actually happening. Most humans refuse to accept the really hard things. No, this is not happening. This cannot be happening. And whatever we feel because it is happening, we don't want to feel that way. So we move quickly into finding solutions for these big feelings we're experiencing. And avoiding feelings is called buffering. Here's how most people buffer, drinking, taking drugs, whether prescribed or recreational, overeating, not eating at all, buying things, sleeping excessively, scrolling. Buffering actions don't solve the problem. They just distract us from what's actually going on and they cut us off from our emotions. When we want to numb out, we turn to buffering. Some of the hardest things that I've ever gone through are, of course, losing people that I love because they've passed away. When I ask myself the question, what is one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through? It was something that took me completely by surprise, which is the story that I'm going to share with you today. 
When I was engaged, I met a friend in New Orleans who was a coworker of my fiance. We were the same age, and in fact, we were born only one day apart in the exact same year. She was fun and funny, and she was totally different than me in that she was a very shy person until she got to know you. But once you got to know her, she was one of the funniest people you've ever met. We became really fast friends, and she even dated my fiancé's brother for a time. A couple of years into my marriage, we moved away from New Orleans and we moved away from my friend and we would never again live in the same city. We stayed connected though through the years with long distance phone calls and birthday cards and letters. But once cell phones and social media arrived on the scene, we quickly became best friends, talking every single week, sometimes several times a week. She loved texting, I loved calling. So we were pretty much in constant conversation with each other. We traveled to each other's houses for long weekend stays and we met up for girls trips in lots of fun vacation destinations. She was someone that I loved without restraint. I held nothing back from her. I told her about everything. She told me everything. She was a very safe and sacred space, and I trusted her with my whole heart. We never argued. We never had one fight. When we were together, it was just deep conversation, so much laughter, and even silence, which was uncomfortable for me for many years as I am the energizer bunny of talking. But with her, I learned to be quiet and let that be okay the way I always imagined I would feel if I had a sister. In 2017, our families met up for a vacation and we had an incredible time. We returned home and about a week later, I found out through a Facebook message that she was very upset with me over something that had passed between our kids. Complete panic set in as I tried to contact her and she refused my calls and was not responding to my text. I emailed her with what I thought was a rational explanation, but I'm not sure I can be the best judge of whether or not I was rational at all because I felt like a cornered animal and I just wanted to escape this situation. In 24 years of friendship, we had never had a single disagreement. How could this one little thing derail us? Her response to my email made it clear that I'd only made everything worse and gave her even more to be angry with me about. She cut off all communication with me and our friendship was over. For days, I could not eat and I could not sleep and all I did was cry. I curled into a ball. I couldn't get out of bed. I beat myself up for this. I blamed her. I tried to make it all make sense, but it did not make sense. How could this happen? I was inconsolable. I had a distant notion that maybe one day she would come around, but it's five years later and I'm here to tell you she has not come around. This was a devastating loss to me. I have a lot of friends, but this friend was a true soulmate. This is a time in my life where there was absolutely no joy. 
I had no access to it. I was in a vacuum. So why am I telling you this? Because I want to be real with you. And because I have nothing to lose. I'm pretty sure she's not listening to my podcast, but if she is, hi, Sherry. Look, I know that you know what it means to be in the vacuum. I know there are times in your life when things are so difficult that you had no access to joy. And you might be there right now. That's real. What I know now that I didn't know then is times like this call for extreme self-compassion. I learned this recently from a new friend of mine, Mickey Fine. She is a therapist, a mindfulness teacher, and an author. And she taught me to say, of course. Of course this is hard. Of course you can't breathe right now. Of course you can't eat or sleep. Of course you're crying uncontrollably. This is what it's like to be left by your best friend. And what can I do to soothe myself as I experience this loss? What kind of self-care is just right for me now? Not buffering, but self-care. A walk, a bubble bath, talking to someone, hot tea, a movie, pulling some weeds in the garden, planting some flowers, cleaning out a closet, laying on my couch with a favorite blanket, playing with my hair, having a massage, walking on the beach, walking in the forest. We can go deeply into grief and anger and let ourselves feel it. I talk about this in episode four, how to process emotions. You do the self-care, not with the intention of making the bad feelings go away. We don't say, okay, now I'm gonna be over this because I just had a therapy session, or I just went to the beach for the day, or I had a massage and I'm gonna leave it all on the table. No, that's not how it works. If you think that is how it works, you're going to suffer even more. You do these self-care things just for the sake of doing them. Not to make yourself feel better. Not to make the feelings go away. You do this to become present with exactly what is happening and exactly the way you're feeling and to honor What is true for you right now? What is true is this is hard. What is compassionate and loving for you to tell yourself is, of course you feel this way. Of course. If you think your strategies should work and they don't make you feel better, you will get stuck in this cycle of desperation and you will beat yourself up for not getting over it yet. Extreme self-care, extreme self-love, extreme compassion for you who is going through this hard thing right now and recognize how hard it would be for anyone. What would you say to someone in your exact same situation? Then try saying these things to yourself. I am so sorry you are going through this. What can I do to help? 
Why is this so important? Because this is what it looks like to love yourself. And loving yourself is the most important job you have in this lifetime. Why? Imagine how the world would be different if everyone were this compassionate with themselves. When we learn to be compassionate with ourselves, we find it so easy to be compassionate with others, especially those closest to us. It is the hardest thing to be compassionate with ourselves. When I was going through the ending of the friendship, all I did was try to figure it out. What did I do wrong? I trusted her with my life. If she hates me, then I must be worth hating. These are the other kinds of thoughts that were going through my brain. If your favorite person can discard you, then you are disposable. You aren't even worth fighting for. You are the worst. You totally screwed this up. This must be on you. And even though I could not figure out how I'd caused this, I continued to believe that somehow I must have caused it. I would wake up in the night with the most horrible feeling of doom washing over me. It felt like I had done something wrong. You know that guilty feeling? And I felt confused by the feelings of guilt. Have you ever felt that way in the night when you wake up? Even though you really don't know what you're guilty of, you just feel guilty? That's some childhood stuff that needs to be untangled in you. We think we need to be mean to ourselves in order to grow and we need to face the facts. But the opposite is actually true. We are only healed through self-compassion. Being kind to ourselves when we are suffering is the beginning of a ripple effect of kindness that will eventually bring world peace. Truly, it starts within each one of us. For years, I suffered and struggled to accept that this friendship was actually over forever. For a long time, I believed that eventually, like all conflicts in my life so far, there would be a resolution. I tried reaching out and I was met with cruelty. I would have to let this go and I would have to accept it. I worked with a life coach and I untangled all the thoughts that were not serving me as I tried to move past this. She asked me, tell me what is true for you right now. And I said, I miss my friend. And that is still true. I miss my friend. I had been working so hard to make sense out of what happened. And even if I was to blame, I just wanted to understand it. But the truth is, it doesn't make sense. It will never make sense to me with the information that I have. But I was feeling so ashamed. I was so embarrassed to admit that a close relationship of mine ended in this way. And why was I embarrassed? Because of all the things I was saying to myself about it. Because of all the thoughts in my head that were causing the feelings of embarrassment. Because I didn't want other people to think that there was something wrong with me. 
once I could admit that the truth is I miss her, I could have compassion for myself. And you know what? I do feel better now. I trust myself to be gentle with me anytime I'm reminded of her. I won't ever go back to beating myself up. My relationship with myself is the very most important relationship that I have. Your relationship with yourself is the very most important relationship you will ever have. You are the only person who will be there from your birth to your death. In every moment, you will be with yourself from your birth to your death. And no other human will be with you in every moment in that way. So you're going to spend the most time in this life with yourself. We have to cultivate a loving and compassionate relationship with ourselves. I love friendships. I'm so grateful for the many friendships I've had, including this one that I lost. I'm grateful for the friends I have in my life today. And I'm grateful for all the friends I had when I was a little girl, the ones I don't see anymore or have any connection with. I'm grateful for the friends that I've had in each neighborhood that I've lived in throughout my life. I'm grateful for the friends that I haven't even met yet. Those are some of my most exciting friendships, future friendships. I love friends. I'm a friend collector, and I think I'm a great friend. But my very best friend now is myself, and I hope that you are your own best friend too. I'll see you next week, sunshine. If you would like to work with me one-on-one, this is the fastest way to reconnect with the great joy available to you in your own life. We will dive deep into exactly what you want most to focus on so you can understand your own brain, how it works, and what specifically you can do to create the joyful life of your dreams. If group work is more your speed, I have a group program called Joie de Vivre, which means joy of life. This program is only $97 a month, and we have weekly group coaching calls, one group for moms and one group for young women. There are resources inside the program that you can consume at your own pace. This is a great resource. You can find everything you need on giagidry.com, and please follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Love you, sunshine.